now six games into the season. Where is Boston College men's basketball at? Are they hitting expectations? Are they below expectations? Or are things so weird already this season that we really can't get a grasp of where the Eagles are? We're going to get into that. We're going to look at football transfer portal news and recruiting and a whole lot more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So we're now just over six games into this Boston College men's basketball season. Season where a lot of people had a lot of hope after the end of the last year with the ACC tournament, bringing in four highly regarded recruits. You know, there was a lot of buzz about this team going into 2022, 23. And, you know, I think what we want to do today is not just to re- rehash the Wyoming game. This is to take a step back. Look at those first six games and talk about what we've noticed, what things are concerning, what things are okay. And, Maybe just have that discussion whether this is all um, too premature to even have this conversation yet. So BC right now is four and two. They have losses to Maine and Tarleton State, and they've beaten Cornell. They've beat. They've defeated um, Detroit Mercy, George Mason, and Wyoming. And that kind of you know you look at the at the season so far, and they really haven't played anyone yet. I think it's the first thing you want to talk about. You know, Cornell might be the best team. I think if you look at Ken Palm ratings, they're the best team that they've played so far. Uh, George Mason's right up there too. But, you know, you start the season off, you start it with some inconsistent play. You know, you step back now and you look at the Cornell and Detroit Mercy wins. And yes, they were exciting wins. Both of those wins were a lot of fun to watch. But you get a little worried. You get a little worried that you only beat Cornell by two and that you had to take it to the very end to beat Detroit Mercy. After that, you lose to Maine in a game that it, it was one of those ugly, ugly, ugly games for Boston College. Um, and what and, uh, uh, a WTF loss. We'll call those the WTF loss. And then you head to the Virgin Islands where you went two out of three, you beat George Mason, you beat Wyoming. Wyoming is a pretty good team. They were without their star, but guess what? So was Boston college. So you do that. And then you get blown out by Tarleton, which I don't know. I, I don't know how to, 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 to think of that loss. I, I, it's tough when you're playing as an ACC squad and you get out physical by a team that was finished to pick to finish 10th in the whack. A team that I don't think many Boston College fans had ever heard of until you saw, oh, wait, Billy Gillespie's their head coach? That's that's weird. So the results, the results are not favorable. I think I think most folks were hoping to be five and one at this point. Four and two is not bad. And I think it's it's a little bit more palpable when you look at the the situation with the program itself. 
Now, the record itself, you, you get a little concerned. You look at the statistics, and BC is uh, has had times where they just can't shoot. Their three pointing is each point shooting for a majority of this season is back to where it was last year, where it's abysmal. They just can't shoot. Their free throws are uh, horrifying at times. They had a good game against Wyoming, but there's been times where, I, and, and you can look at this at the end results and say, "Hey, BC, you need to hit your freaking free throws." Uh, they've turned the ball over, but the overarching theme through these first six games has been injuries. And you don't, I, I know fans are out there going, AJ, I don't, I am sick and tired of talking injuries. We're talking injuries in football. We're talking injuries in basketball. Yes, we're talking injuries in basketball and we're talking injuries in football because both of these teams have been hit where it hurts. BC basketball has at different times had either three or four of their top 10 out with injuries. You've had your starting center, your starting guard. So you had Quinton Post, you've had DeMar Langford, and your other one of your starting wings and Prince Oligby, who hit the game-winning shot all out. Three of those guys are your big-time scorers, and you replace them with a Division II transfer, C.J. Penna, who has had times, but at other times he looks very much like a guy coming from D2. You've had to replace them uh, with Chaz Kelly, who is a freshman and is learning on the fly. And when you're a team that wants to go up, sometimes a guy like Chaz Kelly, you don't want him getting huge minutes. And unfortunately they've had to do that. You've also had to play in the last two games because of injuries and the flu. Quinn Pemberton, who is a preferred walk-on has seen minutes in two straight games. So that tells you where BC is at in terms of their depth. The fact that they've had so many people out and we don't know when they're going to come back. You look at Quinton Post, he's still on a boot. You look at Prince Oligbe, and depending on who's watching, he's either in a boot or not in a boot. The boots, the boots, we're talking, we're not talking about winter wear here, folks. We're talking foot injury boots and ankle injury boots, trying to stabilize that foot. We don't know what that means. And the joy of college sports is you're never going to know. It's, it's it's the same thing it is for football as it is for basketball. With Jeff Halfley's, I'm hopeful, has been replaced by Earl Grant's their day-to-day. You can use those two terms intertwined, okay? And I feel like we don't know when Quentin Post is going to come back. We don't know when Prince Oligbe is going to come back because if you go, the only opportunity that you get to find those answers is at a press conference and Earl Grant is like programmed to say their day to day, which is absolutely pointless. You don't get anything from that, but BC needs to get healthy soon. They need these guys back. You know, I, I think a lot of the, the ills that have plagued this team will be fixed or at least adjusted enough that they'll start to look a lot better when you get, you know, when you sit CJ Penna, who should play reserve minutes when you sit Mason Madsen for DeMar Langford and you sit Quinton post and, and it doesn't have to be all of them, like one or two, you get those guys back in the offense will get better. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about the offense and I'll look at the, the, the areas of the games where BC has been playing well and the areas where I'm not even sure if injuries are, are causing what's going on with this unit. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to make sure that you 
or subscribe to our channel. If you've not done so already, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So head on over to LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. And thank you all who have made Locked on BC your first listen every morning. And we, we, you know, we just passed 500 episodes. And the the feedback that I get from you all on YouTube and in our comment section is is overwhelming. And I'm, I'm happy to do this because I love talking about Boston College sports. I'm sure you guys have realized that at this point. But we're, 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 we're shifting over now from um, the re- football regular season to basketball regular season. And I, I get excited because I think Earl Grant's got something going here. And I think, you know, injuries are, are definitely an issue right now. But when this team gets healthy, I think they're going to start to play well. And there's two games coming up against Nebraska and URI that should be games that BC should be favored for. And, and hey, you know, if they're six and two, that's not a bad start. I mean, it could be worse. It could be Louisville. Has anyone out there watched what's happened to Louisville? Louisville is awful. They are unbelievably bad right now. They're 0 and 5. They, they've, they're in the, I think, the uh, battle for Atlantis or whatever, one of those big tournaments with big teams. But not only are they losing in those games, I think they just lost to Texas Tech like 72 to 30 or something like that. They are really, really bad, which could could go in BC's favor when we get to when we get to turn um, ACC play. BC's not not really had a long history of playing Louisville very well. But let's look at where this team is at right now. What are the things that BC is consistently doing right? What are the things BC is not doing right? So as I said in the first segment, one of the things that I have noticed uh, about BC this season is their inability to shoot free throws. They're shooting 64%, which has them in the 300s in terms of uh, national. They are near the bottom in the, of the country in free throw percentage. I don't, I don't get this. This isn't an Earl Grant thing. This isn't a um, this team specifically an issue. This has been going on at Boston College for years now. They have had all sorts of trouble with with free throws, which should be something that is just, you know, second nature. You want your team shooting 72, 75 percent. BC shooting 64 percent right now. And I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why they do this. It could be conditioning. Maybe it's just something that BC's had issues with. But we've watched games where BC's shooting 55 percent from the free throw rate line. That's inexcusable, and it's a big-time issue with this with this team. Now, one area that I don't feel like BC has had consistent issues with has been turnovers. 
they've had games. Believe me, the Tarleton state game was an outlier. I think they, I mean, Tarleton state had 22 turnovers against B, uh, BC had turned 22 turnovers against Tarleton state. They have 13.8 per game right now. Um, and you know, they go games where, especially like I, I looked at, watched that Wyoming game and, and, um, and George Mason. And I thought they played pretty well in terms of protecting the ball. That's, that's a, that's a, a sign of good things, especially when you're playing with your B team, which BC has been playing with, they are playing with their B team right now. And when you're playing like that and you can still protect the ball on a, on a regular basis, I think that's, that's something to, to tip your cap to. I, I, the other piece that, you know, I'm going to, so those are two, that's a, a bad one. Free throws, good one. Turnovers. I'm going to put in the middle the um their defense because we have seen times where defense looks crisp the george mason game is one the wyoming game is another but then there's games like maine and talton state and i know those are the losses but there's other ones too detroit mercy i thought had a good game against them in their defense where bc is struggling to to rotate they're struggling to get to their guys they're leaving guys wide open for three and that is that's that's been an issue and i think some consistency on defense will come when you get your guys back when you have the langford brothers both in there with quinton post i think you're gonna ha- see a much better defensive team i i have to say i don't think cj penna is the best defensive player out there at times he looks a little slow but while we're talking about this if we want to talk about defense and, and guys that are game changing let's talk about devin mclaughlin Let's talk about the guy the sickos call Big Glock because this guy is something that I have not seen at BC in a long time, which is a legitimate rim protector. And he's what, 6'8? This guy has arms that I feel like are like six feet long. And he, I haven't seen, and I think I want to give a shout out to uh, BC Basketball Hot Takes, I think it was that put this out there that he is one of the best shot blockers BC's had since Sean Williams. And um, I've been impressed. You know, I know Earl Grant was talking about him, but coaches talk about guys all the time, right? They're talking about every little guy here and there. And so when you say like, oh yeah, Devin McLaughlin's going to be a big force. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. He's probably gonna be a guy at the end of the bench, but he's going to play valuable minutes because he gives you something that you really need. You know, how many guys will you bring off the bench that can provide the type of defense that he can? That's a that's a huge asset for BC. Because when you get a Ligby back and you get Quinton Post, you can spell either of them with McLaughlin. McLaughlin's going to find his time. And that's a positive. You know, I, I don't think he needs to be a starter right now. I feel like he's a guy that's going to continue to grow in this team and he's going to grow um, as a player. But I, I've I've like I've loved what what I've seen out of him, uh, and so I think those are two two quick things I wanted to talk about, and you know in terms of players, the players themselves, guys that I I've been impressed with, Armani Mighty is exactly what we thought he was going to be, completely a raw guy. He's gonna he looks athletic as hell. He looks like a guy that's gonna make a lot of plays, but he also looks like a guy that when he gets to ACC play, he's gonna be one of those foul machines that just like. You're like, oh my gosh, he's got four fouls in three minutes. What the heck was he doing out there? I think he's going to be that kind of guy. But I feel like he's got a good upside, and I'm really impressed with that. Um, 
you know, TJ Bickerstaff, I feel like has been up and down. Like he's had big games, but then I felt like in, um, in the Virgin islands, there were times where he just disappeared. Um, same thing with DeMar Langford. I know he was sick and he's been hurt. He's been kind of up and down, but I, I'd love to see him get back into it, but hopefully he'll be healthy for the URI game on Sunday. Makai Ashton Langford, I feel like has been the, the offensive MVP at this point, uh, consistently up and down the season. He's been the guy that they've been going to. And, um, he leads the team with, um, 13.2 points per game and you know, 3.7 rebounds. Like I- I've been impressed with him. I've been really, really impressed with him. He's not a guy that's going to stretch the floor, but he does what he needs to do. Uh, Jaden Zachary feel like he needs to play better. So that's kind of just where I'm at. I wanted to give, I wanted to give um, a little time to the basketball team because folks always want to talk about this basketball team. And I, I love talking about basketball, uh, but with football still going and there's times where I just don't get a chance to talk about him. And this was, this was what I wanted to call my state of the union. And so, you know, it's a big set. It's a big couple games coming up and I'm really interested to see how healthy this team gets, get a couple guys back and B- BC should be, be able to beat URI. Who's not very good this year. They're, they're rebuilding, but Nebraska could be a bigger test. And then they get Duke, which um, do your hail Marys. <laughs> I don't care how healthy BC is. Duke is real good. So we'll have to wait and see, but Bruce has um, Bruce has a couple comments and I'm going to throw them up there saying, I'm really confused about this team. I have hope, but if we don't get healthy, we will not make any noise in the ACC this year. He also said the Nebraska game will tell me a lot and the free show through free, yeah, boo, boo, boo. free throw shooting has been abysmal. Absolutely. The free, oh my God, but the free throw shooting has been absolutely abysmal and I, it's hard to watch sometimes. Um, and I know Armani Mighty, we were just talking about, he's one of the toughest ones to watch at this point. The poor kid just needs to learn how to shoot a free throw. But we'll get into more in um, just a moment. When I'm going to get into, we're going to switch things back up to football because it, we're with just a week left in the in the season, the, the 2022 season is mercifully going to come to an end. And I think a lot of folks are excited about that. But on December 5th, there's a big day that people are going to need to know about. And I'll explain why in just a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more. They've got some great odds for the weekend. BC is 10.5 points underdogs to Syracuse. Think you like that odds, or you think BC's going to get smoked? You can head on over to Bet Online and put your money where your mouth is. That's what I always love to do. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. Locked on BC, AJ Black here, and we are um, wrapping up our our conversation here. This was a basketball heavy episode, and I know a lot of folks out there are probably excited that we're talking basketball on Friday shows. We're not going to do a show on on, on Thanksgiving, folks. Um, I'm taking the day off. I'm going to stay with my family and do some stuff, but we will have a preview episode for Friday with Mitch Wolf. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, but Saturday is not the biggest BC sporting event in terms of football in the next couple of weeks. You need to go and circle December 5th on your calendar because December 5th is the day the transfer portal officially opens. Now, many of you may not know the news because it kind of broke and it was 
you know, in a mix of other things that were going on during the day. But the NCAA made a rule this year that has two transfer portal windows. I believe one's after spring football. The other one is the end of the football season. So December 5th to it's 45 days. So June, uh, January 18th, players can enter the portal. That doesn't mean they're going to transfer, but they have to get their names in there to say that they're entering the transfer portal. This is to help coaches with recruiting and roster management and all that good stuff. So what does this mean for Boston college football? Well, if you've been following along on Twitter, you've noticed that a lot of different players have been entering the transfer portal. Now there's a bunch of different reasons why. First of all, FCS football has already ended their season. FCS can start their transfer portal now because their season is over. So there you're seeing guys from Lehigh and Harvard and Yale, all these other teams with players going in there. That's why they have started. But you've also seen other players enter. Those could be graduate students. Graduate students don't need to enter any transfer portal at any time. They can just, I mean, they can enter. There's no rules uh, and regulations rather. They are just in. So they're in there, but it's that December 5th date that you're going to see a, it's going to be insane folks. I'm telling you lots and lots and lots of players are going to enter the transfer portal. And I'm very interested to see how this impacts BC football. Um, we haven't seen any BC players opt out this year to the credit of Jeff Halfley. And I know folks hate when I say that the players haven't quit. I know folks are saying the players have quit and maybe they're not. I think they're just, they're just done at points, but they're even today during his press conference, Jeff Halfley said like the guys are, are really at, you know, pushing to win for their senior friends that are, this is going to be their last game, but no player has been like, I'm out of here. I'm going to enter the transfer portal that I know of. You know, there's a couple names of guys that have just mysteriously vanished, but there's other things that could be going on. We don't know. We don't know what's going on there. December 5th might be that day. I have to wonder, a school like BC, I wonder if Halfley asked the guys not to make public announcements about it before that date. Because there's other guys that are saying, I'm going to enter my name into the transfer portal. But I, I am not naive to think that there's not going to be guys that en that enter the portal this year. And the first got group of guys I think you're going to want to look for are kind of the group that was like last year. You, there was a, quite a few BC guys that entered the portal last year, but they were all graduates, guys that have were ready to move on. And I think Halfley, who has a policy that you get your degree before any roster management happens, you know, I think he helped them find new homes. Guys like CJ Lewis, Joseph Sparacio, Ethan Williams, uh, Jelani Galloway, you know, you get, you can, uh, there's probably other guys I'm just completely blanking on right now, but there's a whole bunch of those guys. I think that'll happen again this year. I think you're going to see some guys that either have graduated or maybe they're just no role on this roster. And there's, you know, I'm not going to name guys because families listen to this. It's not fair. Maybe they do come back, but I think there will be guys that will leave. Um, and that will happen. But on the other end, I do think, I really do think Jeff Halfley has to reconsider his, his belief that he's not going to, and I, I got my air quotes going here, live in the transfer portal this year because BC this year showed that they need to beef up their roster. And I am not, I am speaking, speaking to the choir right now. When I say the offensive line is, is priority number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. 
because that line needs to get some adjustments for next year. Now you're going to get Kevin Klein back next year. I don't believe Vince Durstein is going to be back. We don't know what's going on with Christian Mahogany. BC needs to add some depth there though, because you can't go into next year with your backups being two converted defensive linemen. And I know Dwayne Alec was an offensive lineman in call high school, but it's been a while and you can't, you, you can't go in there with, um, Nick Thomas again, you need to get some new names in there. Right. So I think that's going to be a major play there, but it's not just offensive line here. I'm thinking linebacker tight end. I, Cause you know, George tax is going to graduate. Is Jeremiah Franklin going to be the guy next year? I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, you're going to need some probably some help in the secondary. So I'm not, I think this is going to be a crazy busy, um, recruiting season and transfer portal season for Boston college. I think they're going to have some, some big names out there. Now, if you are interested in getting more information about this and I do talk to coaches, I do talk to players. I talk to, uh, uh, you know, other writers. I have experts with me on two, four, seven sports. I'm part of Eagle insider right now, right this moment. We have a deal that you cannot beat. It's 75% off an annual subscription to, to Eagle Insider. You'll get all of the news from myself, from Brian Doan, from all the 247 national guys for, get this, less than 250 a month. That is a steal. So you're getting the whole year for like 27 bucks. I mean, that's like, I just bought a Calzone and some mozzarella sticks uh, for dinner for me and my family. And that costs more than that. You can get awesome BC coverage. Head over to Eagle Insider and sign up today. This deal's not going to last forever, folks. And I'm telling you, we'll make it worth it. I have recruiting news. I have transfer portal news. We also have Mitch. I know you guys like Mitch. Mitch is doing game film. He has his, I watched this uh, game. So you don't have to recaps, which are chef kiss amazing that you need to check out. You get all of this and so much more. You can you can get it all. Plus our community members, you know, we have our message board. It's amazing. Go to Eagle Insider today. Sign up. This deal's gonna not gonna last long. Make sure you get in today. All right. I said I'll be back on Friday. So if you are listening to this, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you get to spend some time with some family and friends. Really enjoy your time away from Boston College Athletics for a little bit. Um, And I'll be back on Friday to talk with Mitch. Um, Happy Thanksgiving again. This is AJ Black. We'll see you again soon. Take care.